Hi, my name is Amber Arga and I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner. Um, and these podcasts are a chance for me to reach out to all of you out there um, and to share some of my observations um, along the way as a healer and teacher um, for close to about eight years now. And also uh, the things that I have gathered along my own healing journey, which spans well over um, 10, 12 years now, um, as a fellow seeker, uh, to understand myself better and to deepen my understanding of um, our universe and what connects all of us. I wanted to talk today um, about connection and connecting with ourselves and connecting with spirit and how to deepen that connection. I'm going to start, and I'll do a few of these on actually deepening our connections with self and spirit, Um, but I'd like to start on a really simple level. Um, Often I'll talk to clients about connecting with spirit or connecting with themselves, and I often take it for granted that people have um, a practice in place, something that they do that helps them connect to themselves or connect to spirit or or, or, um, a way of getting guidance. Now, my own personal journey has been that from a really young age, as long as I can remember, I had um, premonitions and and visions and feelings about things. So I was always communicating with the spirit realm. I didn't always know what that was until later on in my life, but it was always a part of my life. I don't necessarily believe that this makes me um, unique in any way or exceptional because I believe we all have this ability But for whatever reason, it can get dampened in our lives um, from childhood and then later on as we grow older, that we get disconnected from our ability to tune into our intuition and also tune into higher guidance. By higher guidance, I mean guidance of your higher self. And by higher self, I mean that part of you that has a greater awareness of the interconnectedness of everything, that part of you that is not limited by what may be going on experientially in your life at this time, that part of you that oversees everything. Um, Some people will call it their gut, intuition. Um, Some people see their higher self as, as being assisted by the angelic realm or by spirit guides or by direct communion with spirit. Some people will call that God. Um, I don't really give it a label. Uh, I just believe that it's about connecting to an infinite source of energy and an infinite source of guidance. But we all have our different channels and our different ways of doing it. And today I just want to look at some of those ways, none of which involve any religious beliefs. Um, They simply involve an ability to to want to experience um, something new, try something new. so sometimes I'll say to clients um, who say that they feel disconnected from life or or um, or it may come up in a session that they haven't really been honoring themselves to deepen their connection with themselves. Now by that I mean deepening your connection with the guidance system that sits very much within you and with you, with your truth, your authenticity. A lot of times in life we just get swept along by what someone else wants, what a partner wants or our family members want or work colleagues want. We wear masks of how we believe we should be perceived or need to be perceived. Um, We restrain ourselves. We won't speak our truth. We won't speak up. We will often 
um, curtail our desires in life to appease or please others. And if we do that enough, then we will lose connection with what it is that a core part of us really desires um, for us and for the shape of our lives. And do that enough and we'll eventually almost always reach a point where we wake up in a sense and we say this is not where I want to be the the place that I'm at or the people that are around me or the experiences that I'm having none of these resonate with me this is not my truth how did I get here and so the surest way to start to understand how we got there but also understand how we can no longer be there in a sense and move forwards is to start to connect to ourselves now that can sound so simple because I think when you say to someone connect to yourself they say well I am connected to myself and I fed myself today and I brushed my teeth and I went to work and I have water when I'm thirsty and I mean for some people even that can be a challenge you know some people can be so disconnected from themselves that they forget to eat um, you know I forgot to eat today and we have to question that what was it that was so all-consuming that you forgot to nourish yourself um, because your body needed to be nourished to function? What was it that took your attention so far away from yourself? Uh, and was it worth it? In emergency situations, perhaps we can understand that, but I'm talking about, you know, everyday situations. I was at work and I forgot to eat. I was out shopping and I forgot to eat. Um... So it's that level of disconnection from ourselves. Um, one of the simplest ways I have found to start to remember ourselves, to remember what our bodies are telling us, um, is to connect with our hearts. Now, often you mention to someone, connect with your body, and you may get... The, you know, the response can sometimes be, but I do connect with my body. I move, I walk, I go to the gym, um, I do yoga, I connect with my body. And all those things are connecting with our body. But what I mean by that on a deeper level is connecting with, our, with, with what our body is trying to tell us. If there is something that happens in our bodies frequently, sometimes the root cause of that ailment will lie in something emotional. And so we speak to our bodies and we ask. By this, I mean if um, you have frequent bouts of stomach upsets, for example, which have no known cause. You've been to the doctor, there's nothing wrong with you. You have a very healthy diet. Drink lots of water, you eat lots of fiber, you eat good food. There is absolutely no reason why you should have continual stomach upsets. And yet every now and then you will have crippling stomach pains or find that uh, you are physically sick in some way. The question I will ask as a healer is what is that part of your body trying to tell you? Now sometimes it can help to know the chakras in a body system. So the stomach, for example, is the solar plexus. All that really means is it's our firehouse, it's our storehouse, it's our seat of power, it's our ego, it's our place in the world. Okay, on a very, very simple level, and it's very easy to find this information out. A book on chakras will tell us this, a, a, you know, a Google search. So the stomach is the solar plexus. It's your firehouse, your storehouse, your ego, in this example. And every now and then it flares up and it makes you physically ill. Okay, what is that part of your body trying to tell you? 
What is your storehouse, your powerhouse, your ego, the part of your body that energetically is about your place in this world? What is that trying to tell you? Now often it can be that uh, we're not living out our desires. Um, it can be that we've swallowed and ingested emotions that we haven't expressed. It can be that we're not, we're not living a powerful life, that our power is being taken away from us in some way through a relationship or work or some kind of situation. But the stomach is, is, is a real cauldron for all these emotions and if it's flaring up, we ask, what is this body part trying to tell me? What is this part of my body trying to tell me? Okay, that's one example. Another example to help clarify it, perhaps. The throat. This comes up a lot for people. Frequent throat ups, uh, upsets um, or irritations or a choking feeling or a, a feeling sometimes that you're being um, strangled. Uh, frequent sore throats. Uh, frequently losing your voice. Um, a weakness in the throat. Again, for which there is no known medical cause. Uh, you do everything right, you look after your throat, you keep it warm, you gargle, you eat well, you sleep well. There is no reason why this should happen. And yet frequently, for example, people will say in an important situation the throat tightens up or every now and then they'll get very bad sore throats and there's absolutely no reason for it and it will come and then it will go. I used to have a continual tightness around my throat like someone was choking me and and it would get much, much worse if I was ever in a situation where I had to really express myself. So if I had to do something that was, you know, in front of a group of people or something where I really had to be vulnerable and put myself on the line, I would normally lose my voice for a bit. I mean, I would always push through this and not let it uh, defeat me. But it, was, it went on for years and years and years. I mean, it, probably easily a decade. The throat chakra, the throat area, is at its simplest level um, communication. How effectively do you communicate your desires? Do you speak your truth? At its simplest level. If we do not communicate our desires, if we have a tendency to keep quiet when we wish to say something, someone hurts us, we don't say something. Someone upsets us, we don't say something. Someone angers us, we don't say something. If we don't communicate our desires, if we're one of those people that um, we will continually put someone else's wishes before our own, or we simply don't know how to communicate our desires. Often if there's an area around the throat um, or around communicating one's desires or speaking one's truth or being comfortable in speaking one's truth um, effectively, then uh, you can also sometimes detected as the the tone of the voice um it's it's as if the voice isn't quite settled in the body um it can it can be quite a high pitched voice quite a shrill voice or a voice that's quite breathy um people will sometimes say they find it quite difficult to breathe or um so sometimes they forget to breathe again i'm saying take all medical reasons out of this right take you've done everything you've looked at it from every possible avenue but this thing still happens this Irritation still happens in the throat area. 
listening to our body, we say to the throat, what is it that you wish to communicate? What am I not communicating in my life? Where am I swallowing my emotions? What emotion have I recently swallowed? When was the last time I spoke my truth? Do I ever speak my truth? Do I know how to speak my truth? Do I speak my truth and then get attacked for it? Has that been a habit in my life? What can I do to start to learn to speak my truth more? Once we start to listen to the body and know what the body is trying to say to us, we can then start to really effectively um, have rituals and meditations and work that we do around those certain areas. So if it is to do with, do you speak your truth, then simply even sitting with in what your truth means to you and how effectively you communicate your desires can be very powerful. Because then the next time you're in a situation where you're called upon to communicate your desires rather than go into a habitual pattern, which maybe not to, or maybe to say the right thing, you may find, well, actually, I need to communicate how I feel, truly how I feel. And the reason I'm doing that is because I've realized that my frequent sore throats are down to the fact that I don't communicate how I feel. Now, if I want to heal the physical ailment that is upsetting my life, i.e. the sore throat, I'm going to look at what could be emotionally beneath that physical ailment. And that will involve me doing something in the physical world to remedy that emotional ailment in some way, that emotional sickness, that emotional disharmony. So the next time I am called upon to speak, I shall speak my truth. And the more we do this, the more we sort of have a, um, a really mindful practice of wanting, of wanting to honor a part of our bodies in that way, then the more we start to bring in healing. And it really, really helps if we do this with the guidance of a healer or a teacher. I mean, I think it's quite hard to do it by ourselves because what often happens is when we first start to honor those parts of ourselves and our body, um, you know, it can be all or nothing. So if you haven't spoken your truth for years and now you want to heal that part of you, you want to start speaking your truth, you might find that you're blurting out everything and anything to anyone and everyone. And that's part of the journey too sometimes, but it helps to have a healer, it helps to have someone who can hold a space for us while we do that. So when I say connecting to your body, that's what I mean on a really deep level. And I've just given you two examples of how that can work. A really simple practice then is, is not only to do that if there is an ailment that is coming up, to actually sit with it and ask where is it coming from and what's the emotion beneath it, is, as I said earlier, to connect to your heart. Connecting to our heart connects us to our truth. Connecting to our heart, when you say that, again, people cannot sometimes not understand what that means. You know, what does it mean, connect to my heart? How do I connect to my heart? And I sometimes find that quite sad, that we've become so disconnected from ourselves and the land and spirit that we have forgotten how to connect to our hearts. Because in our hearts lie our truths. On a really simple, practical level, connecting to your heart, a really good exercise to do is to shut your eyes, take a few deep breaths, be in a space that is quiet and relaxing for you. Take both your hands and place them over your chest, over your heart area, and feel your heartbeat. If you can't feel it at first, just give yourself the time to really start to feel your heart beating. And eventually you'll feel it. You may need to put your hand on skin to get that close to the heartbeat. And to just sit with what that feels like. And to know in that moment, you are physically connecting to your heart. You are hearing, feeling its rhythm 
passion, its language within your body. You can do that for five minutes every day. You can do that for ten minutes every day. As a really nice exercise to bring you into your body. And you might start to discover as you do that that you start to feel other parts of your body. Your throat perhaps, your stomach, any aches or pains. And it's exactly the same thing, you know, a really tight lower back or tight shoulders or headaches. To ask, ask, what are you trying to tell me? What is it? What's the headache? What's the headache in my life? What is it that I'm overthinking or thinking too much about? What is it? Why does my back ache? What is it? What am I carrying on my back? What load am I carrying? What energy is here that needs shifting? What is it? And just see what answers come to you. So that's a really simple exercise to just connect with your heart on a physical level. On a deeper emotional level, connecting with our hearts means that we connect with our truth, our truths. So how do we do that? We can do that by doing anything that takes us out of our minds. So paint a picture, dance, sing, um, create something, bake, cook. Spend some time in nature. Sit in silence. All these things will connect you to your heart and the feelings in your heart. Half an hour spent painting will connect you to a part of yourself that needs expression, that wants to express. And especially do it if you've never painted before because what's going to come out will be so raw and truthful. Especially if it's something that you're not you don't excel at, you know, pick those things that you don't excel at so it doesn't become competitive, it doesn't become about perfection or beauty. It just becomes about the truth of what your heart is feeling. And set the intention, just say, before I do this painting, I'm going to connect with my heart and see what comes through. We live in a world, we live in a society where we are so caught up with what words mean. You say to someone, connect with your heart, and a million different receptors and ideas and, and thoughts and, and overheard phrases and fragments go around in someone's head. Connect with your heart. That means this. That must mean this. Does it mean this? Does it mean that? But it's, it's such a simple phrase. Connect with your heart. Feel your heart. Feel your heart. You can't think any of these things. Connect with the part of your body. You can't think that. What's your stomach trying to say to you? You can't think what your stomach is trying to say to you. But if your stomach's in knots and you're being sick or, you know, you've lost your appetite or you've got incredible pain, sit with that feeling. What does this feel like? It may not even have a word. Got terrible stomach pain. What does it feel like? It may just come out as a sound. May just be a groan or a howl. Okay. Let that sound come out. Now, what's beneath that sound? Anger, sadness, frustration. Okay, good. Now, what's beneath that? Disappointment, loneliness, resentment. Okay, what's beneath that? I miss this or this relationship or that person or. Whatever it'll be unique to 
to each person. That's how we start to have a dialogue with ourselves, through feeling, not through mind. It's important that we engage our minds. We have gotten so used to engaging our minds 24-7 that we have lost that connection to the truth of who we are. And to regain it, we must start to redress this balance and come back into our bodies. What does your body feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? When I started my healing journey, a healer used to say this to me all the time. How does your body feel? How do you feel? And I'd go, oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm okay. You know, a bit tired, a bit busy, really stressed out. You know, completely in my mind. Okay. And ask me again, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm a bit tired, you know. It's been a really busy week. How do you feel? And most of the time, if I took a breath in, and I sat with how I really felt in my heart and my body, a deep emotion would come out. Whether that was sadness or anger or frustration or joy, it doesn't always have to be negative. So that's what it means. How do you feel? And, you know, I sympathize, I empathize. We live, again, so much of our lives not truly engaging with each other. How do you, how do you feel? Um, how are you has become a throwaway. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm good. Did this yesterday, did the gardening, went here, went there. But that's not the truth of what that phrase means. How are you? How do you feel? God, it would be amazing if we answered each other authentically from our hearts. What couldn't we share and open up with each other? in a supermarket queue, at the bus stop. And when we would find that we share so many stories, we have so much in common. How do you feel? How are you? Oh, you know, my heart feels a bit sore today. Why is that? Well, this happened, that happened. Really, that happened to me a few months back. We share so much. And, uh, you know, I may make it sound a little bit glib, but... I truly believe, you know, the reason why sitting in a circle, the reason why indigenous communities do this is because we realise how much we have in common and then we're no longer disconnected from each other or ourselves or the land. And the absence of that happening yet, when we start each morning sat in circle, we can at least do that by connecting in with ourselves. How do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? So those are some simple practices to start to deepen your connection with yourself. Other times I will sometimes say to clients, well, let's deepen your connection with spirit. Let's deepen your connection with um, something greater than you, something that's out there. And um, this can seem quite frightening or crazy talk. So they're, they're very, there's lots of different degrees on which this can work and how we start to deepen our connection to the spiritual realm um, beyond what we just see in the physical and there are you know there are guided meditations on the website and I'm going to do more podcasts about this because I think each of them needs to be looked in isolation each different way of connecting but the simplest way that I have found and probably the very first way I kind of um, practically started saying I'm connecting was through the land, was through nature. So uh, 
I would say the simplest practice is to connect with a tree. I've said this to people and some people have laughed because they've thought the idea of connecting to a tree was so uh, fantastical. Um, I think there's something in that. If we find the idea of connecting to a plant fantastical, but we can connect to our laptops, our playstations, our stereos, our cars, our clothes. We can have great attachment for our iPods, our iPhones. We can love them, truly love them, insure them, protect them, give them names sometimes, give them jazzy little jackets and coats to wear, you know, covers, bling them up. And yet we find the idea of connecting to a living thing, a living, breathing thing like a tree, fantastical. I think it says a lot about where we are as a society. Um, so if, if hearing me say connect to your tree just made you laugh out loud, um, I would ask you to reassess perhaps what it is that you're connecting with. Um, you know, you do have a relationship going with your PlayStation or your TV or your phone or your laptop. There's nothing wrong with having that. Um, there's no right or wrong. And yet it's the most natural thing that we can do to connect to our environment. Connecting to a tree. The simplest way that I have found to do that is to go out, find a tree that really calls to you. You might like the way it looks, or you might like... Um, the way the leaves are shaped, or you might just feel really drawn to this tree for some reason. You might be mesmerized by um, its trunk, or I don't know. There'll be something that calls to you. Um, spend a bit of time just taking in this tree, this living organism, and familiarize yourself with it. So run your hand over the trunk. You know, really feel the bark of this tree. What does it feel like on your skin? Um, what's the texture of it? Is it an old tree or a, quite a young tree? If you can reach any of the leaves, feel the leaves. Really kind of connect with it physically. Um, and then you're going to... Uh, this is so simple and it's, you know, we, I think we're, we do this all the time without even realising it sometimes. Sit with your back up against the trunk of the tree. So you're connected physically to this tree. Shut your eyes and simply breathe in the energy of the tree. Now, if you find that too um, fantastical again, or it doesn't make sense to you, then the simplest thing to do is just to feel the earth beneath you and feel this trunk of the tree supporting your back and just feel what that feels like. I'm going to tell you now, 99% of the time you're going to feel something. You know, you'll feel some kind of energy because it's a living organism. Everything gives off energy. So this tree is going to be giving off energy and you will feel it. So allow yourself to soak that in. Now, if you've been doing the heart practice of connecting with your heart, you can even put your hands on your heart. And so you have that double resonance going on of feeling your heartbeat and feeling the energy of the tree. Just allow yourself to be in that moment. Um, there are other practices down the line of deepening your connection in this way. But this is the simplest way of connecting with yourself and connecting with your environment and to find that place of stillness and that place of truth within you.
These are also the simplest ways when we're starting out that we can start to deepen our connection with ourselves, um, with our authenticity and with the truth of our environment. The truth of the land, because it's all connected. We're not disconnected from the land. Um, and again, that's something else that we will look at further down the line of the sense of disassociation from the land. You know, some people don't want to sit on the ground because it might be dirty or they don't want to touch a tree because it might be dirty. Um, it, it shows a real disconnection from our land. And if we're disconnected from the land, we're disconnected from ourselves. And again, indigenous communities know this and have always shared this, believed this. The land is what feeds us. Um, the land is what we return to. Um, the land is our mother, you know, our, our energetic, divine mother. The land holds us. Without the land, we would have nothing. All our buildings, everything that we have built, would be nothing without the land to hold it. So we go to the land, we feed the land, and we, and we go to the land to be fed. And we are fed from the land. We cannot be disconnected, we are fed from the land. But that's something we'll look at further down the line. So I hope those really simple practices will, will be a real help to any out there who um, are really starting out and wanting to discover how do I connect to myself, how do I connect to my environment. Um, again, one of the truest things a healer said to me years and years ago was to just connect with my heartbeat. That's what I used to hear every session, connect with your heartbeat. And I didn't really understand what that meant. And I would desperately be there going, oh, connect to my heartbeat. How do I do that? I can't, I can't hear it. How do I do that? And then in time, I came to understand what that meant. And that meant to just be inside my heartbeat, to be in my body. Um, so I've adapted it a little bit so that you can put your hands on and, and really start to feel your heart. Feel your heart. Feel your heart. Feel your truth. Feel yourself to know yourself. Truly know yourself in your body. You feel your heart to know yourself. Um, there's a few guided meditations on the website that might help with connecting to spirit guides. Um, and also there's a meditation called the Inner Light Meditation that's really good at just getting you into the soles of your feet and connecting you to the earth and, and your heart. Um, so you might want to check those out on the website on www.sacredspacehealing.org. That's www.sacredspacehealing.org. I hope this has been useful. Um, and... Happy connecting with your heart, with your hearts, and with those trees out there. Um, and so, until the next time.